1: I could stay here forever.
0: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hi, before we get
1: started with the big Tuesday show, let's talk about our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. So are you listening? The Bob Seska Show is almost entirely fueled by our Patreon subscribers. So if you dig what you hear today, please think about signing up for just $5 per month on our Patreon page. Not only will you get access to the Shadow Docket shows twice per week, but you're also going to get to download the Patreon app. You'll be able to comment on her each episode, and you can even post your own blogs in the Member Posts tab as well. Plus, you'll be supporting this fully independent podcast as we guide you through the chaos of our politics. So get going. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash Show. And now let the cartoons begin. Oh. Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska! Things are going to start happening to me now. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, August 29, 2023. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi there, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 951 of the Biden Harris administration, four to thirty-three days until the twenty-four presidential election. You can find me on Instagram and threads at the Bob Twitter, Bob Seska underscore ghost, spoutable Bob Seska, and our Patreon page is Bob Sitting right over there. It's that guy Buzz Burbank with the news. Here he goes. You say Buzz, 175
3: You said it all. Oh. There he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put me down for 175 and uh 5'11. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was uh I was giving my weight to the prosecutor.
1: <laughs> lying,
3: lying about. Did you it. Can- since you can make it up, I, I gave him some good numbers.
1: <laughs> uh,
3: hi, everybody. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And we've been practicing our mug shots. <laughs> I, I hold the mirror for him, and he holds the mirror for good me. Good
1: evening. I'm Jack Barry.
3: Yeah. Uh is so Jack. Uh, so, much, so much merch out right now uh, with uh, Trump's mug shot on it. Yeah. Uh, and I just got one of the trading cards. Uh, so to complete the set, I just have to get uh, the Penguin, the Joker, and the Riddler. <laughs> Everybody was so excited to get Trump's actual weight, and then we found out they took his word for it. Oh, God. That ruined my entire weekend. Yeah. Uh, I lost the Trump weight pool, and I lost the How Putin Would Kill Prigozhin. <laughs> so, not a good, ah,
1: yeah. good week. Were you guessing polonium? I was guessing polonium, but now it's yeah. something else, right? Or window cancer.
3: La- last week, uh, millions of people watched the first Republican presidential candidate debate. Yes. That's millions of people sitting still for two hours to see who's going to get second place.
1: (laughs) None of them are going to be president. Uh, Two
3: other amazing things happened this past week. India. India said it had landed a spacecraft on the moon. India. Spacecraft on the moon. Yeah. And Trump uh, claimed he shot a 67 in a golf tournament. (laughs) I'm pretty sure one of them is lying. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder who that is. Uh, Some sad environmental news this week. Uh, Uh, Unfortunately, uh, Japan has started dumping radioactive wastewater from that Fukushima meltdown into the Pacific Ocean. Oh, my God. On the upside, we can now get sushi that glows in the dark.
1: Hey, that is an upside, because sometimes you can't see it.
3: uh, French winemakers announced this week (laughs) that they had made too much wine this year, (laughs) and they're dumping out the overstock. Oh, man. No one is sadder about this, of course. Than Rudy Giuliani.
2: More thong, <laughs> more
0: music, the Bob Seska Show. Hey,
1: speaking of that guy, he's right over here. Hey, Rudy.
3: <laughs> there
1: he is laughing. <laughs> hey, good day.
3: He's by Rudy, he's on board. No evidence there that he
2: cares
3: to take along.
1: Child, she got the way to make him happy to obscurity. He's going style, crackpot,
3: Rudy, or a dollar store mouthpiece. You make it look like your head shoots out wheel grease. So, tuck in your shirt while you keep on.
1: Rocky Mountain Mike with that one. Yeah. Neil Diamond singing about Rudy. (laughs) So uh, you missed uh, Thursday's show buzz because we don't do a show together on Thursdays, but we (laughs) had the great clip of Rudy Giuliani Leaving the courthouse on uh, well down in Fulton County,
3: I love the laugh. I did hear Thursday's show. Oh, you so did! I was there at least in spirit. Oh, good. And, uh, I love the Rudy laugh.
1: <laughs> there you go. All right, <laughs> that's so that's where that comes from. He seemed a little bit too happy, given the fact that he, he's facing some serious prison time. Well,
3: he's he's uh, lo- losing his mind clearly. Yeah, yeah. Or, or perhaps he's already lost it.
1: So what the hell is going on in Florida? You got another water dump on the way? Is that it? Oh,
3: my God. Uh, yeah. This is, uh, I've lived here a little over eight years in a month. Eight yeah. years and one month is how long I've lived here in mm-hmm. uh, the, the Tampa Bay area. And this will be the third time that uh, my immediate community has been hit in some form by a hurricane uh, one was uh, would like a category one by the time it got here so yeah. we ha ha we laugh off category <laughs> one exactly uh we, we don't you know those are to be taken seriously <laughs> as well but but uh, we're we've got a category three headed for us now this is freaking serious uh Uh, We're talking about storm surges, and I was reading something fascinating this morning. I like to share fun facts to no one tell. (laughs) Uh, There's something called a king tide for people who live near the ocean.
2: Oh, yeah. They know about king tide. It's when the
3: sun and the moon and the earth line up a certain way. And what it does is when high tide comes, you know, high tide and low tide each day, Mm -hmm. right? And, And so when high tide comes... Uh, and by the way, it's a full moon Wednesday night when the hurricane's hitting, wow. which means that will that will be lined up with the sun and and the moon, and there will be a king tide, which will make the tides here one to two feet higher than they would normally be. Oh so you can now add that one to two feet to the seven foot storm surges that are expected in some places, and now we're talking about nine feet, uh, perhaps uh, as high as because of the king tide on top of the hurricane that just happened to all uh, come together at the same time. Uh, but this is, uh, ex- you know, extreme weather conditions. The reason it's going to be a three when it hits us, Bob, is because the water in the Gulf is so hot, is so yeah. warm, hotter than it's ever been. And it's that, it's that very, 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 very warm Gulf water that's giving uh, Hurricane Adelia It's like Vidalia onions, only without the the V. Right. Uh, Hurricane Adelia. It's what's giving that hurricane so much strength. Yeah. uh, As it comes at it, it's coming directly at us. I now have hurricane windows on most of my windows. I had to put up steel shutters on a few windows that I didn't have done. uh, Like on the north side of the house, I'm close to another building. I really wasn't worried about. Projectiles there, but this one is so severe. I did put them up this time. Yeah, I won't. I won't do that for every storm. But uh, and uh, removing projectiles from the lawn, we do a lot of potted plants on our lawns in Florida. Otherwise, they grow to monstrous size, and mm-hmm. pots are the only way to contain their size. So uh, we have like twenty potted plants that have to be carried indoors, and some of these pots are quite heavy. Yeah, uh, and and I made my wife do most of that because that's <laughs> her thing. Uh, but we have uh, we have uh, solar lights, we have uh, flags, we have uh, uh. lawn decorations, in addition to all these so all these projectile all these things that could become projectiles have to be removed uh, indoors yeah, yeah. Uh, so so that they don't go flying through somebody else's window, for example uh, and and I have a good roof, and uh, so we've got, we're, we're set with ice and water and food and and uh, <laughs> power outage would be probably our biggest concern. But tonight is the night. After I finish the show, and we're already prepared here, after I finish the show uh, this evening, the rains will start, the winds will pick up, and as I understand it, the Hurricane 3, uh, the Category 3 hurricane, will drift over
1: my roof at about 2 a.m. Oh, that's perfect timing. (laughs) (laughs) Just when everyone's the most alert. (laughs)
3: Right. Well, I'll certainly be awake because I remember... I remember the seventy-five mile an hour winds of a mm. one hurricane that passed over the house, and it was like a train was going over the roof. Jesus, it, it, this this loud roar that uh, very unnerving, a uh, sort of yeah. sound. So I can't imagine what one hundred or one hundred twenty mile an hour winds are going to sound like uh, over my roof tonight.
1: So hopefully this won't be the wettest we've seen from the standpoint of water. One
0: of the wettest we've ever seen from the <laughs> standpoint of water.
1: Hey, he's got the best words, At, don't you know?
0: <laughs> actually, it will. After
3: throwing my patio furniture into the pool for its safety, as we Smart. do in Florida, yeah. I also had to let uh, several inches off the, the surface of the pool uh, to accommodate the heavy rains that will uh, come along with Did you
1: do that soon. with a bucket, or can you do that automatically, <laughs> Somehow. no
3: i i have a yeah i have a hose and a and a, a nozzle to turn and
1: yeah, yeah it's fine yeah. I'm always impressed by the shutters you were talking about, because you know what they look like? They look like the Batmobile in Batman 89, when he presses that button and those things go oh, chunk, yeah. chunk, 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 chunk. Except you you have to do it the long and hard way, which is with a, what, uh, an electric screwdriver and each no, individual no. panel? No, it comes, it's like part of a kit.
3: It, oh. And so there might be, and numbers are assigned to each window, and each window has a certain number of, Plates, And each plate is numbered as to what window it goes to. Uh So a window number 12 might require six plates and they'll all be labeled 12. And you put these six plates on place and there are like bolts up and down the side of the window. And so you put the plate up and it's got holes on each end and then you just tighten it on with wing nuts. Oh, they're, they're special wing nuts that it's it's uh you know that and so you just screw that on so and the 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 plates overlap so you do your six on that window you move on to the next window it only needs three you put those on and you move on to the next window but like I said I've only got like three windows now that I have to oh, do that for okay thank God so it's not like I don't have to to barricade the whole house which also means I can have light coming into the house it was so dark. Uh, in indoors, when we had all of the windows blocked over, yeah. uh, for uh, the first hurricane we experienced, and uh, this is the third hurricane to hit this area that starts with the letter I.
1: <laughs> so, hey, there's a
3: I fun fact. I don't know, I don't know what that's all about, but anyway, these are. This is my life, Bob. How
1: are you? (laughs) You know, I'm doing great. I think I'm a little heat exhausted. I did a pretty extensive (laughs) bike ride on uh, Sunday where, for the first time ever, I've been riding my bike since 2007. That's how long I've been doing this. And boy, are his legs tired. (laughs) Yes, exactly right. I've been riding my bike continuously since 2007. Now, for the first time ever, I ended up accidentally attaching myself to someone else's group ride. So suddenly I was part of a group just by circumstance where I happened to catch up with this group of people that happened to be riding their bike around in the hills in suburban Maryland here. And uh, roving gangs. It was only my second bike ride out, so I'm not in any sort of condition to be in a group ride. (laughs) I just became the guy, hard to believe, the guy lagging way in the back, as they call in the in professional cycling. I was the broom wagon, I was the (laughs) the guy sweeping up at the end of the uh, parade. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, and so uh. I'd only intended to go at a certain rate because I'm still trying to build up my uh, my fitness. Sure, don't overdo. Yeah, my my advice, Bob, don't overdo. But then, of course, I was with a group, so I had to show off, and so that's why (laughs) that's why Uh, I still, to this day, I feel a little loopy. So I'm just warning everybody: I'm still loopy from my bike ride on Sunday. You got to be a little sore too, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, that too. Sore in places that I didn't think I could get sore. I'm sore, he's loopy Good morning, everybody So, yeah, speaking of uh, hot and heat Mm -hmm. Because the Gulf of Mexico is super hot What is it, like 89 degrees, the water temperature or something like that? Yeah, I believe that's
3: correct Yeah. By the Mm. way, I just got a a notice We're expecting storm surges of up to 15 feet Oh my god uh, Or 17 if you add in the king surge
1: Yeah, yeah Well, meantime, here's my silly segue Jesse Waters thinks Donald Trump is hot And that's with an A-W-T H-A-W-T um, and, and waters
3: with two T's, but
1: <laughs> right. And stolen has two L's, by right. the way. In case you're keeping track. And oh,
3: oh, and rumor. I'm sorry. To, this is completely off track. Did, yeah. did you see about uh, Trump's post where he spelled rumor R O O M E R?
1: Yes. And he said rumor are that this and that is going on. R- rumor are, yeah. Yeah, rumor are. He's got the best words. This is best Donald words. Trump uh, a few years ago, uh, evidently drunk, talking about a water dump. <laughs>
3: and I got a little education. I asked the Admiral, <laughs> when that big monster's coming in, in this case, to Texas,
1: <laughs> and it was coming in. They've never seen a water dump like that, I think, <laughs> in history. <Yeah. laughs> A water dump.
3: Wow. I'd never heard that before.
1: I have never heard that before either. He's the only person to ever refer to a hurricane as a water dump.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's also what the matter of wind.
1: And you wonder, is it because he can't think of the word hurricane, or he just is so twisted and weird that that's how he defines a hurricane? It's a, I'm it's a go dumping with, I'm gonna of go, water.
3: I'm going to go with twisted and weird. Ha, 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 ha,
1: all right. What do you think, Rudy? <laughs> I think it's funny, too. So, yeah, Jesse Waters thinks uh, Donald Trump is super-duper hot. Here's Jesse Waters reacting to Trump's wow.
0: mugshot. And by the way, it's totally not a cult. I am now going to book the Fulton County photographer for my Christmas card. <laughs> because, <laughs> Judge, and I say this with a, s- unblemished, record heterosexual- with a s- unblemished record of heterosexuality. With a
1: unblemished record of heterosexuality. What's going on with him? Sort s- unblemished record of heterosexuality. <laughs> it's like Jesse Waters sprung a leak right there.
0: And I say this with a s- unblemished nope. record of heterosexuality. Mm-hmm.
1: He looks good. And and he looks hard. He looks hard, Buzz. looks good, and he looks hard. I don't know how you can tell his turgidness based on just, just a picture of his Just from the chest face. up, but uh, yeah, I, don't, I know. don't know. Does Jesse have uh, information that we don't have?
3: He has but, the uncropped version of it. <laughs> And Trump's wearing no pants. Yeah.
1: That's right. There's a full-length version of that mugshot yes. from head to yeah. toe. Someday we'll see it.
3: Yeah. That's right. And that that's that delay. It's like he was going to say sort of unblemished, or what was that s? Where was that s going? I and just the know. fact, just the fact that that's a del- That they put that delay there kind of indicates that he's lying.
1: Yeah, well, anyone who's got to talk about his unblemished record of heterosexuality yeah. probably does not have an unblemished record of heterosexuality. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm speculating. I don't have any information along those lines specifically. But By the way, now we're talking about Fox News Channel and Jesse Waters. Uh, Jessica Tarlov, who is the lone liberal on the Five panel, had a, a great uh, run on the show, on The Five. She's been doing a good job of really making uh, Janine Pirro lose her goddamn mind. Like every time <laughs> Jessica Tarlov starts talking, Janine Pirro's head gets really close to Scanners territory. <laughs> just exploding in a burst of gore I and blood. Yeah, I see that, yeah. Yeah, and, oh, and box wine. Uh, so Jessica Tarlov delivered the awful truth to the five about Donald Trump's crimes and what the people think about that, what American voters think about what's going on here with uh, with Trump. Sixty two percent, Jessica Tarlov said, thinks he committed a crime, including 67 percent of independence. Sixty one percent think that he must stand trial before the election. Fifty nine percent think that the DOJ is being fair of course, that shoots straight through the argument that this is a two-tiered system of justice, which is so remarkable that the Republicans are admitting to that, but they're not admitting to it in the serious, realistic way, which is that, yeah, there is a two-tiered system of justice that Donald Trump is enjoying every bit of, because normal people don't get the privilege that Donald Trump gets in the course of this, uh, this trial. You know, starting with the fact that he's got an entire media apparatus and his own troth central platform. To poison the jury pool with. I mean, that's the first advantage
3: that he has. Words like rumor, R-O-O-M-E-R.
1: Exactly right. (laughs) So uh, the news here is, uh, the latest news from yesterday, I think, is uh, Trump's trial date in Washington, D.C. This is the Jack Smith prosecution in Washington, or the second Jack Smith prosecution in Washington, D.C., with uh, Judge Tanya Chutkin, and that trial date buzz has been set for March 4th. And what is the significance? Significance of March fourth, Buzz Burbank.
3: Well, it's the day after the DC primary and the day before a Super Tuesday upon which fourteen Republican primary elections are held. It's the day before <laughs> wow. fourteen Republican primaries are held. Wow, wow, wow. And now, the, know, the, sad, the sad news of that, I mean, the good news is the yeah. trial starts before the, the primaries. The, the bad news is the results of the trial won't come until after the primaries.
1: Well, here's the thing, though, uh, about Super Tuesday. I can't remember the last time Super Tuesday actually meant anything. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, Maybe right. it was 2008. Yeah it could have some sort of bearing but probably not i mean we'll have a better idea i think long before that date occurs whether or not this uh, this whole uh, series of trials are going to affect donald trump's nomination process
3: because, because that particular trial will not have progressed uh, at all uh, when super tuesday arrives yeah uh, uh, trump will not be hurt I don't think by that yeah. the hurt will come later. So I, I see Trump winning a lot of these primaries. If we can't get his name off the ballot first, <laughs>
0: we'll right. talk
3: about that later. Oh, yeah. But, 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 but assuming that he, he wins most of these primaries um, he could still lose support uh, as that trial progresses. And in fact, uh, because of all the things that are happening between now and then uh, for him legally, um, that may wear down his image as well. We've already seen some erosion. I think Bob, one of the most important messages you and I can convey to our fellow progressives is that we are up against a, a minority. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They're loud. Yes, they make uh, obscene proposals and arguments. Yes, they they hate and they they destroy and they criticize. They do nothing positive. Uh, but they are a minority. As mm-hmm. bad as they are, they are a minority. And here's the even better news for our fellow progressives. They are divided. Yeah. Uh, a majority of Republicans will vote for Trump if he's the candidate because they believe he can beat Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. But a majority of those same Republicans uh, don't like him, don't want him, would wi- wish that they had another candidate instead of him. Uh, they, the majority of Republicans, are against Donald Trump. They only support him because they're against Joe Biden. Yeah. So uh, this is the situation we find ourselves in. But remember, they're a minority. They're divided. Uh, Trump's support will continue to erode between now and uh, that J-6 trial uh, beginning on March 4th. Uh, there are a lot of other court activities uh, that will harm him. Between now and then, the Eugene the e. Carroll lawsuit, the uh, the, uh, the what was the pyramid class action suit, uh, all will be going down ahead of these things, and many, many, many procedural uh, court uh, hearings in both Florida and New York and D.C.
1: Yeah, the U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin refused Trump's request to push off the trial until April of 2026, which is hysterical yeah. and very transparently about saving his own ass. That's what that's all, prosecutors prosecutors
3: yeah. had asked for about 130 days. Uh huh. And and she uh, made it. Uh, she made it longer than that. She made it what closer to 190 days, I think. Yeah. Uh, compared to Trump asking for. 900 days asking right. for uh, nearly 900 days asking for two and a half years so uh, what the judge decided and i hear a lot of pro- progressives complaining why so late uh it 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 really what the judge decided is not that far behind what the prosecutors wanted and we certainly want the prosecutors to be prepared right. for this case um, uh, so I, I hear progressives complaining or sad about the fact that it's so far away and it is in our lives on our timelines, but for the wheels of justice it's actually pretty quick and it's way closer to what the prosecutors wanted than what Trump wanted. And the judges made it very clear. Uh, and one of the reasons the judge cut two years off of Trump's request is is because she's worried about him poisoning the jury pool. Yeah. Uh, This is, instead of throwing him in jail, and she told him this, I think at the first hearing uh, through through his attorneys, uh, you know, if you uh, continue to make trouble on social media that interferes with this case, I'll
1: just keep moving up the date. Well, the reality of setting this march for trial date uh-huh. is super super important from an appeals process point of view. So let's say, for example, this goes to trial, or when this goes to trial, Donald Trump is convicted, sentenced, but then appeals the verdict. Right. The basis for that appeal could be my attorneys, my legal team, my counsel didn't have enough time to prepare because the judge set this trial date for too early. I I expect that. And and so, therefore, we didn't have time. And this was, I think, punitive against us. So, therefore, uh, we're appealing on those grounds that we didn't have. And it's a gigantic case that we had to kind of digest. There's God only knows how much paperwork they had to sift through, which, by the way, there's a process for that. They don't need to actually read every single piece of paper and a big chunk of this are donald trump's own documents by the way consequently even with the march fourth date they're still going to make this stink in appeal they're still going to say we just we didn't have enough time but the march 4th date will be much more satisfactory to an appeals court panel uh, as opposed to the january january 2nd date and, yeah, I think no. I
3: think one of the things the judge said is it's already been two and a half years since the attack on the Capitol. Yeah, ha- yeah. Are, you're proposing we do this five years later right. when witnesses won't be able to remember what they said or did. No way. Yeah. So uh, this is really a, a this was really a a big loss for Donald Trump and a big win for progressives. And I think progressives need to realize that as far away as that trial date seems, it's a big f you to Donald Trump from the judge.
1: Yes, exactly. And going back to what we were saying uh, a second ago about Donald Trump's privilege, he insists that well, oh my god, it's got it's a super Tuesdays the next day. This is so totally unfair. How can you possibly do this? Well, Judge Chutkin made sure to note that setting a trial date, this is an exact quote from Judge Chutkin, setting a trial date does not depend and should not depend on the defendant's personal or professional obligations. Right. No judge ever gives leeway for someone's schedule. If, someone, if you're a professional athlete and you're indicted and you're put on trial it doesn't matter when your season starts or when your fucking games are It just doesn't matter they're gonna set the trial date and they're gonna have the uh, you know the hearings happen irrespective of what your sporting schedule happens to be. So that has never been or will ever be a consideration. But, of course, Donald Trump is playing to a certain crowd, and they're going to believe that. They're going to think that that's something normal, even though it's not. So there's that other side to it.
3: Do you you have the Michael Cohen tape handy of so what?
1: Uh, Oh, you mean says who? Yes. Says who,
3: yeah. (laughs) I I
1: think, yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Oh, I thought, he, I thought it said, so what? I, I was not remembering well. <laughs> so, so so what is basically what the judge was saying to Donald Trump here. Yeah, he was yeah. saying, yeah, but I got a campaign to run. And she says, yeah, and? Says who? Yeah. Says who? So I wish we had one of Michael Cohen saying, so what? Well, I have
1: Darth Vader saying what? What?
3: And for those who want action soon, uh, a week from tomorrow, September 6th, arraignments for the Trump 19 in Florida. All of them, starting with Donald Trump, followed by Rudy Giuliani, followed by, you know, start with the bigger names first. But uh, they will all have to appear in court, either virtually or in person. I don't know yet. It could be, could be by video. I don't know. Yeah. But the Trump 19, all 19 of them will be arraigned, uh, which means formally charged. You know, I, I talked to progressives who have been con- confused. I, they said, they oh, I thought he was already charged. No, he was arrested yeah. and he was booked he was they, they got his prints and his picture uh and his weight huh yeah, and yeah. his height uh but but that's that's just the arrest part of it the part where you go to court and face a judge and you are told that you are charged with crimes and what those crimes are that you're charged mm. with that happens a week from tomorrow that's yeah. just the way it always goes and uh but that's come that's if if you need immediacy uh, how about a week from tomorrow all 19 of the Trump 19 Will be arraigned in Georgia. There are procedural hearings this month on the seventh and fourteenth. So, and and I'm looking at I'm looking at I this. I, I'm looking at. Uh, I, I'm looking at uh, let me just do November and December here because okay. there are there are many others. Yeah. But there are procedural hearings mm-hmm. in Florida, D.C., and New York. On November 3rd, November 6th, November 8th, November 15th, November 16th, November 17th, November 28th, <laughs> December 4th, December 11th, December 15th, December 18th, and December 27th. Mm. Uh, his lawyers are going to be in court and he's going to be paying attention to all of this stuff uh, a- as it goes. And uh, at least and three trials will already be underway uh, when that happens, including the Letitia James uh, trial that starts on October 2nd. Uh, so from October 2nd on uh, there'll be three Trump tri- trials in progress yeah as we go into and then we have all these procedural hearings uh Eventually, oh, and the Eugene Carroll, I mentioned earlier, comes up. And and then, boom, here come the primaries and Super Tuesday <laughs> and the start, in the midst of the primaries, the start of the J6 trials.
1: Right. In the meantime, uh, Trump is going to try to appeal, at least that's what he said on TROTH Central, that he's going to try to appeal <laughs> the trial date, which is most certainly going to fail. I know I've seen some mixed, You can't. Uh,
3: you, you can't. can't. No, I mean, it can't be done. Yeah. It's never
1: done. Yeah. Renato Look Mariotti tweeted this. He said, this also just in, he can't appeal the judge's scheduling order. No, <laughs> this that's gonna- not happen. Uh,
3: Judges scheduling, there isn't a court in the land in which you can get the judge to change their schedule. (laughs) The judge says what the schedule is, and by God, that's what the schedule is. That's right. Be there or be in jail. So uh, this is very important. And and so Trump doesn't know, apparently, and his lawyers, I guess, don't know that you can't appeal a trial date.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Before we take a break, uh, one of the funniest tweets I've seen over the past few days since the mugshot was taken was, and I, God, I don't have the person's name in front of me here. Uh, it just occurred to me, but uh, when Donald Trump gave his weight, six three two eighteen, I think were the numbers that he gave, which he lied. The first thing he did in the course of this entire trial is to lie to the cops about his height and his weight. Right. That's how he's getting started with all of this. But someone tweeted that they hope that Donald Trump gets an orange jumpsuit that is fitted for someone who is 6'3 and 218 pounds.
3: (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I think that's exactly, exactly what we should do.
1: Yeah. That'd be yeah. hilarious. Hey, you know, I,
3: again, I don't think he's ever really going to prison. I think he will be confined. I I wouldn't be surprised about home confinement or a bracelet or any number of things. I don't think they'll put him in a prison, but uh, he they, he hmm. will get uh, confined. Wow. Well, what's your thought on that?
1: I'm I'm giving you a hmm because in Fulton County, I think we're talking about something oh. different. Because, well, you know what? You're right. Yeah, because in the Southern District of Florida, for example. He's got a home, and he could have some sort of house arrest there. Right, right. But he doesn't have a home in Fulton County, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, you so, know it's what? That's such a weird thing yeah. to say. Donald and, and Trump I've, doesn't have a home there. He doesn't have a I, golf I, course there.
3: I, I almost forgot for a second that we're dealing with a state here as well yeah. as the national the federal investigation. So uh, my head was kind of in that in that venue. and yeah. uh, But you're absolutely right. He could— he could be in prison. He could get an orange jumpsuit yeah. if that's the color they wear in Georgia.
1: <laughs> that's right, and it has to be fitted for someone who is six foot three, two hundred eighteen exactly. pounds. Absolutely. So it's going to be gigantic. While well, also, it's going to be long, but super skin tight is how it's going to look. <laughs> hey, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Uh, we yeah. haven't had a chance to talk since the debate. Uh, before we take a break. Mm. I I want to ask you about something very, very specific, uh, whether I should be giving a shit about this at all. The fact that every single person, minus Nikki Haley on that debate stage, was dressed exactly the same. Do you have any fear that the American fascist party has decided on a uniform?
3: Well, yes and no, and I will we'll elaborate when we come back. I okay. did hear I did hear Thursday's show. I heard that discussion. All right. And I, I have an opinion, so we'll, we'll okay. share that with you in a minute.
1: All right, short break. Back with more podcast right after these words.
2: You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery, Bob Seska. I'll type baby all day long. I've got to find, I've got to find a way to.
1: Yeah, from England, this is Feed Your Wolves on a song called Hurricane. That's what it's called. Wow, because, thank you. Yeah. This is for you, Buzz. <laughs> I think that's the first dedication I've gotten. I feel honored. It's a long-distance requested dedication for a little dog named Buzz Burber. Yeah. And by the way, uh, the alternative title to this song was... Uh, water dump.
0: One of the wettest we've ever seen from the standpoint of water.
1: Feed Your Wolves is one of the best we've got here as far as independent music. Link in the description at com. Of course, just find this episode dated at 82923. Click that link, scroll on down, you'll find a link to support Feed Your Wolves and get this song into your record collection. Just in time for the hurricane. And the name of the hurricane, by the way, still escapes me. What is it again? It starts with an I. Idalia. Think of,
3: of, you, you know, Vidalia Onions? Right? Have you ever heard of Vidalia? Yes, onions? yes. They're, they're yes. delicious, sweet, wonderful onions. Okay. Uh, it, it, Vidalia, and just, it's, it's Vidalia without the V. It's Adalia. Gotcha. okay, perfect. So just, just think of onions.
1: Adalia. all right. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, can I do it? I never
3: do this. Can yeah, I do yeah. Kind of a plug for me because yes. you ask me sometimes, and sometimes we talk about various uh, social media sites, uh-huh. and I can never remember when we're on the air what they all are, and I have my <laughs> list in front of me. So here are the ones where you can find me now. Don't follow me on all of these. You don't. I mean, you don't. You can, but I put the same thing on all of them. So uh, pick the one that you like and follow me there, if you would please. I'm on Twitter. Facebook, Mm -hmm. threads, spoutable, Blue Sky, and I'm also on uh, Post and Substacks Notes, and I have people there, and and so I I like being on all of those. If if one of those suits you, uh, that would be the place to follow me because I'm available on all of those. That's the only plug I'll ever do for that. But but thanks for letting me get that in.
1: I'm not even on Substack Notes. Uh, what is it's that? A, is that like a Substack a, Twitter uh, thing? Is that it's, what that yeah, is? Yeah, it's
3: yeah exactly. Yeah, it's it's like it's like all the others. Oh, uh, yeah. uh And and I, I gotta be honest. I mean, it's pretty been pretty quiet over there. But there are people there, uh including probably some of our people. So mm. if uh, the if you're listening, and I'm, you know, one of these is your favorite social media site. Just know that I'm available there. That's all
1: I had to say. Okay, so what did you think of the American Fascist Party's uniform? Even Chris Christie was wearing that uniform. I think uh, his tie might have been a slight variation of the red tie, same with uh, Asa Hutchinson. But they were still wearing the goddamn uniform, which is the Trump well, uniform.
3: You'll you'll never see, uh, you never see a politician in a red tie suit or sport coat.
1: <laughs> a red but, sport coat yeah and the yeah.
3: reason i mention that is because you'd want to wear a red a, a red white and blue is the theme yeah. right i mean yeah. that's what this is all about the flag and the patriotism and all that. Yeah. Um since red coats are out, um ever, ever since the revolutionary war, <laughs> yeah, red coats have been out. Yeah. Uh, uh but since those are not a thing, uh guys wear uh, gray, uh rarely brown and I know I know that that's getting dangerously close to tan. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> black, black, or gray or navy. Yeah. Uh yeah. yes, Republicans especially now, like I saw some clown who uh, was trying to impeach Fannie Willis or something down in Georgia, some local. <laughs> oh guy. right, yes. And, yes, he was wearing a uniform too. He was yeah. dressed in a bright, a bright and an ill-fitting bright blue uh, sport coat yeah. and a white shirt and a red tie, kind of the Trump uniform, except the coat was a little too bright, uh, and 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 even <laughs> more ill-fitting fitting than the one Trump's wear, Trump wears. So uh, this has been a thing for politicians yeah. for years, Republicans and Democrats. So I, I, I know I'm sure I'm not sure I entirely subscribe. I think it's more of a Trump thing than it is a, than it is. A, well, I guess that automatically makes it a fascist thing, but they're trying to dress like Trump. But but politicians in both parties, I went back through Google images and looked at previous presidents and uh, lots of them, a Republican and Democrat, have worn blue jackets, uh, uh, white shirts, and red ties. This has been a thing for a very long time, but not all at the
1: same time.
3: That's the well. F- <laughs> it's not. I don't think they got on the you know phone and said, "Well, what are you wearing?" I don't think that that happened. So I don't think it was any kind of a coordinated <laughs> yeah, I know, thing. I, I think it was each individual camp deciding the most patriotic look was a navy jacket, a white shirt, and a red tie. And uh, that just sadly what's happened is that that used to be the way it was done. Politicians, that's exactly what politicians would wear. Sometimes a blue tie if they're Democrats, more more often. But, but they always wanted to get that red, white, and blue in there to show patriotism. Yeah. And so it's been a longstanding Republican thing going back to Reagan. I mean, farther back perhaps. Uh, they've all worn this particular uniform, uh, if you want to call it that. But but so have many Democrats. And like I said, uh, politicians of all stripes would wear it at uh, patriotic events uh, and and uh, campaign events, anything where uh, they could influence the public for votes. They want to wear those patriotic colors uh, to, to convey that they are patriots. Um, but perhaps it's becoming a uniform of, uh, of the extreme right, But uh, we had it first. It's been co-opted by Donald Trump, as he's co-opted so many other things, just as the American flag has been co-opted to some degree by the right. And that's why I think it's important for progressives to fly an American flag, because we are Americans, too. And perhaps more so.
1: Yeah. Well, along the lines of uh, this fascism conversation, uh, Mark Meadows employed the Nuremberg defense yesterday, trying to get his Uh, venue moved to a federal. He was in a federal court yesterday trying to get his uh, trial moved to a federal jurisdiction. Stupidest,
3: stupidest, stupidest hearing ever.
1: Yeah. Said something to the effect of, uh, well, I was just doing my job. I was just following orders which is absolutely the Nuremberg defense used by Nazis after World War II when they were put on trial at Nuremberg. And uh it really was, yeah. So he spent what three hours testifying yesterday. I've I've heard four.
3: I've heard, I've heard five. I've heard actually three, four, and five. I'm going with four. Okay. I was when when you hear three like that, I always go with the middle one. But yeah, four hours. He was on the stand, and if I may say so, incriminating himself with every word that came out of his mouth. Yeah. He absolutely confessed to being part of the attempt to overturn the government because, as you said, his defense was, my job was to do whatever the president told me to do.
1: What an idiot. Yeah. That's incredible. And I think Alison Gill put forth this theory on Twitter today. She said something to the effect of, this could be his first attempt to try to wiggle his way out of all of this. His second attempt could be cooperation. Oh, that could already, be the next avenue that he tries.
3: Yeah, in this venue, you know, in Fulton al- County. He, yeah, he, exactly. He's already fully cooperated with Jack Smith. Yeah. How do you think Jack Smith got that recording of Trump saying, I have this
1: uh, document <laughs> right here? Right.
3: Those, those were Meadows biographers. It was Meadows who, who gave Jack Smith that tape. Meadows gave up everything to Jack Smith, he completely flipped for Jack Smith. He has not done so yet. For Fonnie Willis, he perhaps hopes to bargain something at some point, but he is so screwed. He con- not only did he confess, and everything he said, he yapped for four hours yesterday, <laughs> and everything he said can now be used as evidence against him at the actual trial. He so screwed himself. That's why this was. Yeah. St- that's one reason this was the stupidest hearing ever. The other reason this was the stupidest hearing ever is he's trying to get a whiter jury. He's trying to get a northern uh, Georgia jury instead of an Atlanta jury, yep. so there'll be more white people in the jury pool, <laughs> and-, and therefore more likely to be. And it is Republican. They did the Northern Georgia. Absolutely went for for Trump, uh, the majority. Uh, so that's he's hoping for a better jury. That's the best he could get, assuming it gets moved to federal court, and I think that's going to be denied based on the, argue, the, the his testimony of yesterday. And The judge who listened to all this yesterday has promised to rule very quickly on whether he gets to go to federal court or whether he has to stay in Georgia. I think the judge is going to order him to stay in Georgia. Uh, and, and he's, he, but even if he got the federal uh, trial, uh, he'd get, have, be facing the same prosecutor. He'd still be facing Fonnie Willis. Yeah. Uh, there's no sentencing guidelines uh, for Georgia. Uh, there are no pardons available in Georgia unless you show remorse five years after you served your sentence. Mm -hmm. So... He is so, so, so screwed. And I think uh, progressives looking for good news, I think maybe within the next 24 to 48 hours, you're going to hear very good news from the judge that Mark Meadows has to freaking stay in Georgia.
1: And by the way, Brad Raffensberger testified yesterday. Yes. Hearing. Yes. Yeah. Very, very, very helpfully. Yeah. 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 Uh, it says here, according to Politico, prosecutors called Raffensberger to the stand Monday afternoon and had him certify that the audio recording. Uh, One of his deputies made of that hour-long, quote-unquote, perfect phone call was, in fact, accurate. Then they played several clips from the recording in open court. The recording was aired widely back in 2021, as we all know. Among other things, he, of course, asked for a certain number of votes that happened to be exactly the number. 11,779 votes needed to change the result. And uh, so that was that hearing. And going back to what you were saying um, about... Uh, black people and the jury pool in all of this. Mm -hmm. What do you think of this talking point that's emerged from Red Hat Media where they're saying that the Donald Trump mugshot uh, galvanizes black support for Donald Trump? I think that's immensely racist to assume that black people will automatically have some sort of common cause with criminals.
3: Uh, a, A minority of that. Minority will. Uh, I, I was surprised. It was interesting. Instead of going to a diner in Iowa uh, of, uh, to ask people what they thought, yeah. uh, uh, the Washington Post actually sent uh, reporters uh, to Georgia uh, uh, to talk to the people along the motorcade route, uh-huh. the, the people who live in those neighborhoods where Lil Nas X grew up, uh, once a middle-class neighborhood, now uh, poor and predominantly black. This is the very large neighborhood that Trump's motorcade went through to get from the Atlanta airport to uh, first had to swing through downtown Atlanta and then north into the county uh, for the, the Rice Street Jail. Uh, he, he went through this neighborhood, and and there were black citizens along the street, and many of them had... Words and gestures for the president of the majority of them, obviously Democrats and, and anti-Trump and glad to see him getting some measure of justice despite the money that was wasted uh, and manpower that was wasted on, on uh, what looked like a presidential motorcade. Yeah, But there were also blacks uh, to whom the reporters spoke uh, who support Trump. There it, 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 it you know, so you can't generalize uh, a, a group of people by by color, which is what Republicans are always happy to do and exactly what they're doing in the case that you just cited. But there is a segment of the black community that, uh, you know, they've because they've been some of them perhaps have been booked as well or know people who have um have some sympathy and support for Trump and and might like that to some degree might like that gangster pose but that's a minority of a minority uh they they exist it's part of the it's part of the whole uh and uh, republicans hope to exploit that but uh once again they've generalized and uh uh, you know uh, stereotyped uh black voters and uh, th- that's a mistake uh, I, I, that I think will cost them in the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be a percentage of every demographic that sure, s- skews exactly. in the opposite direction, for sure. Right, I mean, I think right. uh, what Joe Biden got 80% of the black vote in 2020, mm-hmm. something along those lines. So Donald Trump has always had some small, semi-insignificant yes. group of black voters well, who have supported seen, him. But
3: you, You've seen the folks in Blacks for Trump t-shirts standing behind him at rallies. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Four or five of them. At least
1: it seems like something obvious that Fox News would do to say, oh, well, look, right. Donald Trump's had a mugshot. Oh, black people must love him because, you know, they're also crooks, by the way. Okay. And just like yeah. there's something that's uh, tacitly racist well, about that. Well,
3: uh, of course, because it is stereotyping. Yeah. It is generalizing yeah. uh, people by their color. And, right. and uh, uh, clearly from what the Post reporter found and what we know from our own common sense is that uh, people are individuals.
1: So uh, moving on here, the I think the the big topic of discussion between now and Election Day 2024 is can Donald Trump even serve as president, given the existence of the 14th Amendment, Section Mm three? And not only do we have information here from a Federalist Society co-founder on top of Mm -hmm. the other opinions that have already been written, but now a Palm Beach County tax attorney. has filed a legal challenge to keep Donald Trump off the ballot based on exactly the amendment I was just citing, the 14th Amendment. A Florida lawyer is challenging Donald Trump's ability to run for president in 2024 under the 14th Amendment. Lawrence Kaplan. A tax attorney from Palm Beach County filed the challenge in federal court on Thursday, pointing to a clause in the amendment that says those who have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the government cannot hold office. And Donald Trump, in addition to engaging in that, has also provided aid and comfort to people who are engaged in the insurrection. That is an absolute fact. He has offered to cover their legal bills. He has defended them publicly. He encouraged them to go to the Capitol saying that he would go along with them to do that. We must fight. We must stop them from counting the electoral votes. Right. As far as the statute, as far as the amendment goes, It's unequivocal. There's no way Donald Trump should be allowed to be president based on the 14th Amendment, Section 3. The question now and the ongoing question that we're going to be discussing on this show, and I think is going to be a hot topic of debate, is whether that can even be enforced. And it looks like it's got to be almost a state by state thing.
3: I, I yeah exa- well yes and no I, I I finally we talked about this last week and I I begged for legal advice yeah. uh, on on uh, you know how this would go and and I got it I, I think this is from Lawrence Tribe but uh, don't quote me on that part of it okay but this part this part I know to be true here's how this will go and and I'll tell you how we can help okay uh, what's gonna, what's going to happen is uh, the secretaries of state or lieutenants governor. Or election boards the top election officials in your state or official or officials will decide whether or not Trump can be on the ballot Uh, contact that official there's a I've got on my Twitter feed uh, or all the other feeds for that matter a form uh, that you can a form letter and and all you have to do is Google who's the top election official in my state in my case it was the Florida Board of Elections and there's a chairperson for that so I sent my message to them Uh, despite the fact that it's Florida, it presents some legal arguments uh, that that need to be considered, uh, some legal precedents uh, that need to be considered uh, to to influence uh, these election officials in each state not to put uh, Trump on the ballot. So here's how this is going to go. Top election officials in each state will decide whether or not Trump can be on the ballot. Some say he may not be on the ballot in California. He may absolutely be on the ballot in Iowa, of course, or Oklahoma or, you know, any number of states. And each one of those decisions in all 50 states, every election official, Republican or Democrat, a yes or no on putting Trump on the ballot, they will all be sued. There will be lawsuits in all 50 states against the top election officials challenging the decision they made. In California, Republicans will take Democrats to court on the decision not to put Trump on the ballot. In Iowa, Democrats will take Republicans to court for, not, for, for putting Trump on the ballot. Mm-hmm. And then you have all these, what happens next? What happens next when you have all these court cases? It goes to the Supreme Court. Yep. And and I I know this. I I I think I can safely say this about the Supreme Court. Yes, it's six conservatives and three liberals. And yes, three of those conservatives were appointed by Donald Trump. But when it comes to Trump and the Constitution, this Supreme Court, surprisingly perhaps, has always ruled on the side of the Constitution. And I have every faith that they would again and that's why it's important for all of us to contact and spread the word get other people to do this too mm-hmm. start flooding these offices in all 50 states of the top election officials with a reasoned argument and there's legal precedent you'll find it in in the form letter that I have on my on my social media feeds uh, there's legal precedent for this all 50 states we can challenge this uh wherever it's decided that trump's going to be on the ballot and that will get this decided we still have a chance we're running out of time yeah because the 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 primaries are coming and and so we uh, we have a limited amount of time to make sure that donald trump doesn't even get on the ballot in the first place and that's how this will go uh top election officials will decide they will be sued All these lawsuits end up at the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court decides in favor of the Constitution. Donald Trump's off the ballot, especially if all of us help.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the other angle to all of this buzz. This could involve Chris Christie and or Asa Hutchinson. This Federalist Society co-founder says that Christie and Hutchinson should sue to keep Trump off of the ballot for the Republican primary.
2: Fine.
1: Stephen Calabresi, he's a law professor at Northwestern and Yale, and he's the co-founder of the Federalist Society, mm-hmm. has suggested that a candidate, specifically Chris Christie, take the lead in this process. He wrote, "Yeah, he's
3: he's been the biggest uh, mouthpiece against Trump from the Republican Party."
1: Yes, Chris Christie is, and this is a quote from Calabresi. Uh, Chris Christie is legally injured by Donald Trump's name being on the ballot, unquote. Calabresi yeah. wrote this month in the Voloch Conspiracy. It's a libertarian-leaning legal blog. Quote, mm-hmm. They draw from some similar voters. Christie should sue, if necessary, to get Trump's name off the ballot. Oh, that'd be great. Right. Uh, From there, the case is likely to rocket up the Supreme Court, as you were saying, where Mm -hmm. it's anybody's guess as to the supposed originalists in the majority would react to an argument that would uh, have such a major ramification in the Republican Party. But even without a suit from either of the two candidates, the court will likely hear a case on that matter soon enough. Sure. sure. Uh, these and, are, and, and, yeah.
3: and it's because they're originalists that they will rule for the Constitution.
1: Yeah. Well, it's also been this. Ar- this,
3: this, this is an originalist question.
1: Here right. Right. Them. It's also been argued that Section Three is self-executing, meaning that there's no need for any sort of criminal conviction or action from a legislature to put it into effect. So Normally, that, that would- goes to that goes to what we were saying last week, Buzz, about whether he should be convicted first or not. And it doesn't seem like, doesn't at least, the constitutional no. experts saying that because of the self-executing aspect of Section Three. Yeah, exactly right. Doesn't matter.
3: I, I, you know, as I thought, as a lower court judge. I would rule that. Well, he hasn't. Been, it hasn't been proven that mm-hmm. he's a, an insurrectionist. Uh, it, it, but as you said, it, it, as the section three says, he doesn't have to be. Yeah. Uh, but, but it will end up in court because of all these lawsuits against all these uh, secretaries of state, all these top election officials.
1: And I believe, and this is a, a bit of my, I don't know, semi-tough love in all of this. I feel okay. like we, as Democrats, should be primarily focused on defeating Donald Trump at the ballot box. We can't put all of our eggs into the, well, he's gonna be eliminated from the ballot anyway. It has oh, to be yeah, we no, have to no. we have to proceed with the idea that Donald Trump will be on the November 2024 ballot if he's not great. But we need to assume that he will be in and order we need to, to, to cons- confront this with the proper amount of energy and activism that is required to put down this American fascist movement.
3: As I as I look at the, and you know we're so far out from the election and Donald yeah. Trump is going to yeah. go through some things yeah. between now and then, but uh, the currently the polls have uh, Trump and and uh, and Biden tied. Yeah, they're they're even. And if you put a third party candidate in there, Trump wins. Mm-hmm. So we have to freaking get to work. Yeah, and uh, you know one of the, let's try to head him off at the pass. Let's try to make sure that he doesn't get on the ballot. I think it requires. Uh, multiple efforts. And uh, yes, our focus should absolutely be on reelecting Joe Biden. And God, that's a whole nother conversation because the public perception is so far off. I saw you uh, retweet somebody <laughs> who pointed out yeah. that six out of 10 Americans believe that uh, uh, unemployment is uh, a, a serious or fairly serious problem uh, when, in fact, we have the lowest unemployment we've had in half a century. Yeah. Uh, our level of ignorance and and uh, you know a lack of just ignorance in this country of of what's going on around us is is unbelievable It's yeah. it we're 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 dealing in we're we're living in an age of ignorance. We're living in a kind of dark age, to be honest. Yeah, this is this is another sort of dark ages or a milder version of it. But we're that's the world we live in. So our work is cut out for us, and our focus should be on uh, re-electing, getting Biden re but uh, mm-hmm. pointing out the good things that he's done. And I think uh, Trump is gonna you know take care of himself. Uh, a lot of times these folks. Uh, do end up doing more damage to themselves than to the institutions they tried to attack.
1: Yeah, I want to come back to that poll question here after we take yeah. a, a short break, because I have some things to say about that. Plus, sure. there's another poll, an AP NORC poll that uh, I found extraordinarily infuriating. So We'll talk <laughs> about that and uh, wrap up the show right after these
0: words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
1: You,
0: yeah. Everybody a side now. Everybody's breaking your heart. Everybody's
1: Yeah, we're playing this one again. This is the great Bill Toms you, in a single called Walking on Water. Are you detecting a theme for today's <laughs> I show? I am going to be treading water soon. <laughs> yes. It's the wettest we've ever seen from the standpoint of water.
0: One of the wettest we've ever seen from the standpoint of water.
1: Okay. Come yeah, on. by the way, Yeah. Bill Toms, link in the description, et cetera, et cetera. So... Yeah, I was not happy to see this poll where 60% of Americans believe unemployment is a very or somewhat serious national problem, despite uh-huh. the fact that unemployment is at an all time, like a record low in the last 50 stupid. years. Stupid, yeah. stupid, stupid. And I wonder if a possible explanation for this, and of course, there's no evidence of this. So all you can really do is take the numbers at face value and then uh-huh. merely speculate as to what's causing these numbers. Obviously, it's uh, to a certain extent the press, which some yes, segments of the mainstream so. media puts out this idea that the low unemployment is creating this problem where there's a uh, a labor shortage, or the so monthly
3: that, report comes out and it says like disappointing increase in jobs, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, you know that, that kind of thing. Yeah, the, the the press has absolutely played a role in this as. They do in most bad things these days, I'm sorry to say.
1: Exactly. And the other thing that I've been hearing from people as a possible explanation is that respondents to these polls are now gaming their answers based on their partisanship.
3: Yeah, I think that happens. And you know what else about this question? If you just take like an average dumb American, um, they may, is unemployment a bad, yeah, unemployment is a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they may have misunderstood the question. They may have, do you think unemployment is bad? Well, yeah, no, I'd hate to be unemployed, so yeah, yeah it must be bad. So I, I think, I, I don't I didn't even know that the that could question be, was... Yeah. I don't know how the question was worded or whether it was worded properly, but I can see people responding by saying, you know, by interpreting the question is, do you think unemployment is good or bad? Oh, I've been employed. I think it's bad.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know,
3: I mean, so I'm not sure, you know, but I think you're very, very right about the partisanship. Uh, side of that question, because they want to hurt Joe Biden, well, so they they say it's bad.
1: We've had we've kind of had this debate a little bit on the show in in recent weeks. I think uh, David and I got into it on a Shadow Dog about the unemployment numbers. Where to say that unemployment is at a, at a record low doesn't uh, necessarily mean that everyone's got the perfect job for themselves and they're being paid right. a fair wage and all of that. There of are anecdotal stories of people. Who uh, don't have the ideal job or who are underpaid or who are overworked, uh, who have to take jobs that they don't necessarily enjoy that are awful and uh, soul crushing and all the rest of it. And that's a fact. And there are some people, at least based on the numbers, 3.5 percent of Americans don't have a job and want to work. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that by low unemployment means that everything's perfect and everything's fine. That's not what I'm saying. There are obviously people who have financial problems in this in this country. But as far as how we talk about this in the context of American politics, 3.5 percent unemployment is absolutely noteworthy, is absolutely worthy of being ballyhooed as a significant accomplishment for Joe Biden. And that's the basis upon which we are discussing these things. Not I, as necessarily a catch-all for every last American and their personal strife. I'm talking about as a point of discussion, as a point of debate in American politics.
3: I remember saying on the radio in the early '90s, oh, "Unemployment is four percent. It's never going to get lower than yeah, that." Yeah. There's, a, there's, I, I declared <laughs> yeah. that there, that there would always be. A four percent unemployment rate, and never any lower than that. Yeah. and we're at we're at three point five percent. So now I'm going to say it's it, there will never be an unemployment rate lower than three point. There's always going to be a certain percentage. There's always going to be a a percent, right, or two or three or four uh, who who are not employed. I'm not. You know, that's not a thing. Yeah. Uh, like you said, I think a lot of respondents, perhaps a majority of Republican respondents answered that uh, unemployment is a problem because a because they watch Fox News and they're ignorant, uh, but but b because ah, this will stick it to Joe Biden, yeah. Uh, so I think yeah, there's very much some partisanship in those answers.
1: And you know, if in fact we are gaming these polls, can I make a request? If you get called by a pollster and you're a Democrat, and why would you not be a Democrat and listening to the show? But regardless. Stop telling pollsters that you think Joe Biden is too old to be president. You know why you should stop doing that? Because it's fucking irrelevant. It's
3: going to elect Donald Trump is what it's going to do. Exactly
1: right. And it's not going to change whether Joe Biden runs for president. So all you're doing is weakening the only person that's standing between us and authoritarian fascism in the White House. And every Democrat who undermines that effort is making it more likely that Donald Trump ascends to the presidency than as even Rachel Maddow was talking about last night, Barricading the goddamn door behind him and never leaving office. Rachel right. said last night that Trump will be in office permanently if he is elected. And that is something I we've been that, saying yes. on this show for years and years and years. Even we saw what he, yeah,
3: we've seen what he tried to do, uh, exiting this this last time. Yeah. Uh, what do you think he's going to do next time? Even I, I, more. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I. I perhaps he and his cronies have learned from their mistakes yeah, and yeah. Uh, won't be so unsuccessful next time.
1: Right. Well, a recent AP NORC poll found that 77% of the respondents believe President Joe Biden is too old to serve another four years, while only 51% believe the same about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is only three years younger right. than Joe Biden. Why right. is that three years creating a chasm of 51 to 77%, that difference? I don't understand this other than to explain that it's ageism and people who have no basis for claiming that Joe Biden's age is necessarily a problem at this point. Yes, he's had many gaffes. Yes, he tripped over a sandbag. But you know what? That happens to presidents all the time. Gerald Ford was just fine, tripped down the stairs a few times. Every president, I mean, talk about George W. Bush. How much younger was George W. Bush when he was president? Gaffs all over the place. Yes, you know, this yeah. is It's a thing that happens when you're in front of enough cameras and enough microphones over a long enough timeline. You're going to fuck up. That's no indication of his age. That's just an indication of he's in front of a lot of cameras and microphones over a long period of time. Well,
3: I think he performs remarkably well yeah, uh, yeah. for for any person. Uh, well, yeah, and, I, I, and and it's Fox News pounds on this constantly that that uh, Biden is old and feeble and uh, you know uh, uh, losing his mind uh, and and uh, so and the, the, a lot of their audience believes that, of course, uh, and and so that's the kind of the image. But the, the other thing that's at work here among Republicans and Fox News viewers and Trump supporters is that they fear. Kamala Harris.
1: Yeah. Well, he, that,
3: that that's part of this.
1: Here's one of the differences between Republicans and Democrats. And again, I'm taking these numbers at face value. We don't yeah. have any invest investigations indicating or any reporting indicating any hanky panky going on with the compilation of these numbers. So therefore, I'm just going to take these at face value as, to, okay. to raise a point of argument. So 69 uh, percent of Democrats say that Joe Biden is too old. You know what the percentage of Republicans are That say that uh, Trump is too old 28% Right 69% of Democrats say Biden's too old 28% of Republicans say Trump is too old Well that's two years man Yeah that difference right there That 41% difference between Republicans about Trump's age And Democrats about Biden's age Mm -hmm. That's how Republicans are able to Even with a minority of the population supporting them That's how they're able to pull some of these things out, because they stay in line. They get in line behind their guy. And we could take a lesson from that by staying in line behind our guy, given the stakes of what we face. And I'm only talking about the political stakes here, about who ends up in the White House and who stays there and who continues on with the tradition of the peaceful transfer of power. You add into all the other issues, whether it's guns, whether it's reproductive rights, whether it's civil rights, voting rights, whether it's the fucking climate crisis and how badly that'll get exacerbated because we can't stay in line behind our guy the way the Republicans stay in line behind theirs. So there's a lesson in these numbers. Stop undermining your own leadership.
3: I, I too, wish for a president who's 45 years old. Yeah, Yeah. But, but... Uh, when I go into the voting booth figuratively or literally, mm-hmm. uh, and I see if, for example, the choices between uh, Trump and Biden, suddenly Biden's not too old for me.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, and,
3: and I think that will happen here, but it's really important that we pound on the successes and the support, the winning margin of Joe Biden yeah. uh, for this election, and all the many amazing record-setting things he's accomplished. Since being in office.
1: Exactly. If you've got an argument that Joe Biden is too old, show me something. Show me evidence that has uh, borne out as far as his record goes. How has his age affected his record? I don't think it has at all. No. How has his age affected his ability to get the work done, to be a, a competent leader? to confront the issues of our time, to stabilize America, most importantly, to to have a competent voice in the White House.
3: Get over the age thing and realize it's him or Trump or somebody worse, Uh, you have no choice here. So shut up about the age and get behind the guy who's getting things done. Get behind the guy who's not Trumpian.
1: Okay, so lots more coming up on the Shadow Docket portion of the podcast today. And by the way, if you're interested to know what the Shadow Docket is, it's, uh, well, after this music is done playing, we keep on talking for like another 20 minutes at least, sometimes a little more. And uh, we've got lots more to talk about today, but all we of do. that is presented on our Patreon page. The only way you can listen to the Shadow Docket is if you go to patreon.com slash show sign up for $5 a month, that's the Shadow Docket level, and then you have to get the app for Patreon, or you can listen to it on your desktop, or if you know anything about RSS feeds, you can add that to your podcast player and listen that way too. Uh, it's a quick and convenient way to get additional content from the show.
3: I, I had somebody tell me recently that uh, just for the, the shadow docket alone, it's absolutely worth
1: it. Yes, I've heard it's worth the uh, the, the price tag, for sure. It's only $5. And in
3: today's show, before we finish the plug, in today's show, I will tell you and everybody else why you and I are such a good team together.
1: Oh, good. Okay, excellent. Stand by for that. Also, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, why Trump sold Mar-a-Lago to Don Jr., that's an actual thing. Oh, Plus, wow. uh, yesterday was the ninth anniversary of Tan Suit Gate. Oh, good. We're gonna hit, we're gonna hit the wayback machine for a recap of Tan Suit Gate. Cool. Coming up on the Shadow Docket. Plus, uh, uh, let's see. Oh, the results of the Tucker Laugh vote on the Patreon page. We'll talk about that oh, good. too. Good. Once again, Patreon.com/slash/BobSeskaShow. Show, 5 dollars a month. at sixty-two cents an episode, so you can afford that. See you over there, folks. Take care. Bye bye. Ha!